everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Solo Female Trailer Podcast, and today I am here with Katrina McGee. Katrina is a career and sabbatical coach. She's also a certified life coach with an MBA that helps nine-to-fivers, nine-to-fivers, did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right, yeah. <laughs> to quit their job and to take a break and do amazing things and travel around the world. So Katrina, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this. So um, that's a, uh, as I told you, that's a great introduction. And that's an amazing thing you do for your clients. And, and like, who will, will then love to be like, okay, I just need a break. And I just need to make it happen. And I'm just going to go travel around the world and have these amazing experiences. But before into diving into that, I want to know about your story. Like, how do you come up with how do you do it? How do you make it happen? Yeah. So this, this whole entire career being a career break and sabbatical coach came from my own personal story. So, you know, I grew up being like, you know, the, the, I was the oldest and I was the responsible one and I did all the responsible things. I got a corporate job at 21. I was an actuary in the healthcare industry. I had a great job. It paid well but I was really not that happy with my job. And so I ran away to business school because I thought that would be really responsible and smart. And so I went to get my MBA. And when I came out of that, I transitioned into a second career in market research. But Lou, <laughs> I was miserable and I hated it. I hated corporate. Like it just wasn't me. Right. And there were great things about that job and that experience, but like, it did not feel like me. And I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know how to change my life. I thought I'd already changed my life by going and, you know, completely like leaving my one career for a new career. So I ended up hiring a life coach. And when we sort of did the work to strip away all of the things that I thought I should be doing or that a successful person would do, I just realized I was left with this desire to travel around the world for one year. And that was like scary to me because I was not, I did not grow up traveling. Like my parents didn't travel internationally. I had never um, traveled internationally until I was 29 turning 30. It wasn't like I had all this experience. I think I had been on one solo trip my whole life and it was like four days. So um, internationally. So it was like, why do I want this? But it was what I wanted. And so I was like, well, I got to make this happen. And then I realized when I looked at my bank account, I only had $1,500. Wow. I, yeah. I owed like 40, 40 to 50, I think about $50,000 in student loans from getting my, my MBA. And I owned a townhouse in Atlanta that had gone kind of underwater with like the housing market. And so I wasn't making money on it. I was kind of losing a couple hundred dollars every month. So wow. I had all these reasons why this was a really terrible, impossible idea, but it was so, it was like this burning desire for me. And there was just, it was this or nothing. Like this was the life that I wanted and I had to find a way to make it happen. And so I completely changed how I thought about money. I completely changed how I treated money. And I started working towards that goal. And 18 months later, I saved $40,000 and I quit my job. And I traveled around the world for 20 months until I ran out of money. And when I came back, I really got serious about figuring out my next right step. And I ended up going back into corporate, but a better, more aligned job. But I worked for 21 months and paid off the last $42,000 of student loans. And so I became debt-free at that point. And I only could do that because of my career break. And so 
in those experiences, I have learned many times over the power of not only taking a break, but of like living into what you want for yourself and not letting logic of other people or what you think you should do or the fact that you just don't know how something is going to work stop you from going for the things that you really want and so when i got certified as a life coach after um becoming you know like debt free i was like ready to do the thing and i wanted to help people and i really want to help people fulfill this mission of basically breaking free of their old selves, right? Like taking a career break is something I want everyone to experience, whether it's two months, six months, 20 months. I just think it's so important. We're not machines, you know, we're humans and we need to live and we need to experience and reconnect with ourselves. So that is kind of how my made up career became a legit career is like I had a passion and I saw a need. And so I just jumped right in there. Oh my God, there are so many amazing things that you should share. Your story is just amazing. Like the, the first thing that blew my mind is that like, okay, you just had $1,500, <laughs> like this, this townhouse and this huge debt. And then just, you, you made a decision and in 18 months, you were able to save this X amount of money to go travel. Um, so can I, I, I'd like to ask to ask you, What were some things you implement, like what some habits and some ideas that you implemented during to those uh, 18 months to yeah. say that, that, that amount of money? So it was, it was simpler than I thought it would be. And it was also harder, right? So it wasn't complicated. It was so simple, but it is work, right? And so for me, um, it was, it was basically like four, I would say four things that I did, but just to give full context, right? So I was making around 90 to $95,000 US when I started saving. So just, you know, to give that context of how I was able to save $40,000, but the very first step applies to everyone. And that is, you have to be aware of where your money is currently going. And I don't mean like, oh, I think I spend this much on food. I think I spend this much on gas. I mean, like, I spent $216.94 on groceries. I spent $78. You know, look, I want the penny because if you don't know where your money is going, you can't make different decisions, right? You don't have the power. You are not fully empowered with your money if you don't know where it's going. Money is energy. You are trading your time, right? And your soul, like you are giving of yourself to a company or a business and you're getting something in return. And so it's valuable. It's an energy. And so you should be very aware of where you're sending that money back out and just make sure it is aligning to what your big goals are. So the very first thing I did was I started tracking what I was spending for two months. I didn't change my habits. I didn't judge myself. I didn't, you know, say, oh, Katrina, you did such a terrible job. I was just very curious, like, where is it all going? And the craziest thing, Lou, is that like, I thought I knew, I did not know. I was so off on some of my spending. And what I realized is I was only saving like $200 a month, making $90,000 a year and only saving $200 a month because I just wasn't really aware. And I discovered I was spending $700 at the grocery store as a single person every month. That's a lot. 
<laughs> right? I know it is. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. But I was shopping at Whole Foods and I had a gluten allergy. So I would be like, oh, these $12 cookies look good. That $20 cheese wheel looks amazing, right? I was just impulse shopping my way through the store. And so those first two months of tracking like every penny I spend, and there are apps that you can do. I used a spreadsheet, but there are apps now that will do it for you. But I became aware of that. So the coolest thing is when I became aware, I didn't have to judge myself, but then I could say step two, what are my new goals? And my new goal was to spend like $350, right? At the grocery store. And that would save $350 a month, just right off the bat. And I did it without changing my values. So I still went to Whole Foods, but I started shopping with a grocery list. And so I wouldn't impulse shop, right? And I also started like really paying attention to sales. So if I was gonna make a salad and I just was like gonna put vegetables in it, I would pay attention to what vegetables are on sale this week, right? And sure enough, just in one month, I was able to save $300 off of my monthly grocery bill, right? So it was really picking areas where I didn't feel like the amount of money I was spending was aligned with my, with like what I wanted to be spending. And I just made different decisions. So again, step two is just setting goals for the categories of the places that you spend money. Step three, and this one took me a few months to learn. And it was really critical, I think, to having the success that I had. And that is like, you have to spend some money on self-improvement, personal development, or just joy. So I created this thing called the exploration fund because I was like feeling really deprived from trying so hard to save money all the time. And I remember there was this one day I was like laying on my floor, almost crying because I was like, I can't leave the house. Everything costs money. It costs gas. I have to buy groceries. If I want to go buy an ice cream cone, that's going to be $3. Like everything was like pennies and dollars in my mind. And I was so stressed out. And I was like, I'm never going to make it right. I'm never going to make it feeling this deprived. So I started funneling $200 a month into this thing called the exploration fund. And my goal was to do things that felt like an exploration to learn, to explore, to have adventures. So I would buy, like, I bought a Vitamix to learn how to make my own smoothies and salad dressings. I would take a day trip to a different town and that would pay for my gas. Or maybe I would get like a Groupon and pay for like a and b or a hotel in a new place I'd never been and spend the night, right? But I was making myself spend money to really enjoy my life. And I actually had more fun than I had before I even started saving money. So that's step three is like making sure that they're, you're setting an intention to really enjoy your life and that you're not just living in this absolute state of deprivation. And then the last one was saving lump sums. So, you know, like whether it was a tax refund, whether it was a bonus at work, um, somebody giving me like $100 for my birthday, like whatever it was, instead of being like, oh, I've worked so hard, this is my reward, I'm gonna go spend it. I was like, oh, but if I put this into my career break fund, it will happen so much faster. And when I finished saving in those 18 months, about 40% of the money I saved actually came through lump sums. It came through not just sending surprise amounts of money back out the door because I wasn't expecting them, but actually putting them where I really wanted them to go. And so those were like the easy things, but they're well, the simple things, but they weren't always easy, but they weren't complicated. Wow. <laughs> they, I was taking so many notes <laughs> of everything. Those, I mean, those four steps, you didn't do anything crazy. Like, it's like, oh my God, this woman, you know, did this and that. Like, no, I mean, know, your, know, know where your money's going. And I see like, there is a book that I read that is called uh, 
that is it was about habits and like the first thing so like that they tell you is like you gotta track what you do like if there is something that you want to improve you have to track it either Absolutely. if it, yeah if it is like what you eat or like your money or I don't know your your exercise habits um okay so tracking okay and there's also uh, another saying came to my mind like I mean you cannot figure out where you're going if you don't know where you're at Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a great, yeah, that's such a great quote. And, and a hundred percent, right. You have to be aware. Awareness is key yeah. to making a new, making a new habit and creating a new result. 100%. Okay. And I mean, the second one, setting your goals, know your goals. I, I think it also goes back to, to self-awareness, be aware. Um, I mean, I, I love the third one. Like, I said, like, spend your uh, on self improvement. I also do the same. I, I actually have an account to do that because I think like like something that that I, I think it really helps is also like to build up. I, and, and you correct me if you if I'm wrong, um, but this is like my perspective. Like, it helps you to to tap into that mindset of abundance and like different ways to do things. And like, I don't know. Something that I've realized is that successful people invest in themselves first. Absolutely. That's a beautiful way to say it. And a hundred percent, right? Like it's, it's really about like your life shouldn't stop, right? Like it's just being intentional, like you said, and investing in yourself and like really just putting energy and, and thoughts and money like into becoming an even happier or a smarter or a stronger if you're like working out, right? But just to, to really like funnel it back into you. Cause I think so often we just send it out and we don't think about it, but absolutely. I think that's the key to success. And like you said, I 100% think it's about feeling abundant. It's about putting focus on how much you do have in your life and creating more of the good stuff. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I, you know what, when you said that, what, you know, what came to my mind, it was like about the, the, the concept of delayed gratification that, you know, it's like, like what you said, oh, I got this extra. So I deserve, I'm going to go to spend. It's like, no, like focus on the, on the bigger goal. Um, Yes. Priority, yeah. right? Have your priorities straight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Wow. I'd like to know more about your career break. Like, where did you go? What did you do? What, uh, like, so what, what were some breakthroughs that you have during that moment? Yeah. So, okay. So I did lots of things because I'm a big believer in, um, like we talked about just a minute ago, right? Like you have to know where you want to go. And I think some people jump into a break without really thinking about what they need. They think about like, oh, I would love to take a sexy trip around the world and go eat some good food. But like, what do you need to feel like it was a success? And so for me, um, you know, I had sort of like four things I was going for and I was able to design a break that met all of those needs. So some of the things I did, I did a three month road trip through the US and I used that as an opportunity to have adventures, but to also reconnect with friends and family that I hadn't seen in years because I was working a corporate job and I only had like three weeks of vacation a year. So you don't go see everybody. You go like see your parents and then you try to take a vacation and then maybe you do like a staycation to recover from your vacation, but then like it's over. Right. And so there were so many people that had had children that I hadn't seen in years that gotten married that like had gotten divorced. And I was just like making time to go see them. So I did a big circuit 
and visited the people. And so for me, that was about connection and sort of like an adventure. And then um, I went home for a couple of months to hang out with my family who I didn't really get to see other than like at holidays, right? Because I live so far away and that was fantastic. Um, and then I went abroad. And so I fulfilled so many dreams when I went abroad. I, um, I've been inspired by movies and books. So if I hear of a place and I think, oh, that sounds fantastic. It gets stuck in my brain. And then I, my brain goes, we're going to go there someday. Someday we're going to go there. So I think I watched Evita when I was like in college. And I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to go to Buenos Aires. And I had never been. And so I booked an Airbnb and I lived in Buenos Aires for a month. And I just wow. acted like a local. I had no idea what I was going to do there. I just knew I wanted to be there. And I learned my neighborhood and I found a favorite ice cream shop and a favorite coffee shop. And I went to see the cemetery and like I did all the things, but it was like, very slowly one day at a time. Um, another influencing um, medium for me was Peter Mayo's A Year in Provence. He writes about all of this amazing food that he ate in the South of France. And I love food. And I would read, I would read these stories and I was like, oh my God, I need to go eat there. So <laughs> I went to go eat there and I spent two weeks just eating in Provence. I was like, I was spending like 70 euro a day some days because I would have like $35, like 35 euro lunch and then like a 35 euro dinner. But like I gained a lot of weight, but it was like, I was so happy. I was so full. Yeah. And I was walking a lot, but it was amazing. Right. And then um, when I had read Eat, Pray, Love, I'd been curious to see Ubud in Bali that L Elizabeth Gilbert had written about. So when the opportunity to do a yoga teacher training came up and I decided I was gonna do it, um, I ended up finding one in Bali that I could go to. And so I did the yoga teacher training and then I spent like a week in Ubud after and um, got to see Bali and a little bit of Indonesia um, while I was in Southeast Asia. Um, and then one of my other favorite things is that I spent a month, about 20 something days in Vietnam. And I was like very proud of myself because I was so scared before I went. I almost didn't go because so many people have horror stories of like getting scammed or, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm a single female is a safe. Like, I don't, I look like a Westerner. Like, what do I do? But I love food so much and the food is so good. And I was like, I have to know what Vietnamese food tastes like in Vietnam. So I went and it was the most amazing part of my trip. I just... I showed up in Hanoi and I just was like, I had a one month visa and I was like, we'll just see what happens. And I ended up making really good friends with these two guys from the Czech Republic who were on my boat in Halong Bay at the beginning of my trip. And we kept meeting up and traveling together like from Hanoi all the way down to Saigon. And it was the most amazing thing. And I visited them um, in 2019. So like two years ago, I went back to see them in Prague and we, we met up and we had so much fun and they took off a day of work and they like took me on this tour. We went to see Chesley Krumloff and like, it was fantastic. But anyway, Vietnam was a definite highlight for me as well. People were telling you negative things about it. Imagine if you listen to them, you wouldn't have met the guys, you wouldn't have had the experience and you wouldn't have tried the food. Um, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's also something that a uh, topic uh, like conversation that always comes up uh, here in the podcast. That is like, if you want to travel, like don't listen to someone that haven't done it. Um, don't listen to the news. Don't listen to the negative stuff. Just don't go and don't deprive yourself from, from the experience. It was the same for me when I was in, in Southeast Asia. I was in Vietnam also for almost a month. And 
same like best experience in my life and like I actually I I, I didn't experience any negative things all all my experiences were positive actually yeah and I think like you know you can take it with a grain of salt I think right like I knew what the scams were so I was also able to avoid those situations Mm -hmm. because I was informed but to your point like there's a difference between collecting information and just being prepared and aware or like really like going down the, the rabbit hole of fear, right? And just being afraid like everyone is out to get you. So, I mean, did I get on a motorbike and get charged twice as much as I should have been charged? Yeah, that happened. But it was like $2. I don't think $2 is like, you know what I mean? Like that's nothing, right? So it's also just like re- having perspective about what like is really bad and what is just like annoying in the moment. But I feel like being prepared was helpful. But to your point, not indulging in the fear. Um, you know, I have traveled to a country where I did feel unsafe, but that was my experience. Right. And, um, and I'll tell people if they ask me about it, but I'm not like, don't go here. It's so unsafe. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody, you know, like has their own experiences. So. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, yeah, it's also good to, to hear about the negative experiences and then learn from it and then you know what to avoid, but instead of, yeah, what you said, like going yeah. down, drive hard of feel of fear. So then that was on your first break and then uh, you came back and you paid off your debt. Um, Were you applying the same principles that you just shared with us? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And it's so crazy because, you know, after living for 20 months with no income, I had become so good at just spending money in a way that made me happy, but not wasting any money. And so when I decided that my new goal was going to be to pay off my debt as fast as possible, you know, I still did amazing things. I still traveled. I went to Ireland for my friend's wedding. I um, took 18 days and traveled through like Germany, France, and Denmark to see the Christmas markets, right? Like it wasn't like I didn't do anything, but I was so, I don't know. I was just so inspired and I realized where to put my money to give me a maximum impact of joy, but like also, right, to handle my other priority of paying off my debt. And the craziest part is that, you know, it took me 21 months to pay off that debt of $42,000, but I took a $20,000 pay cut halfway through when I switched jobs. So I had a job, I loved it, but the job changed and I got this new opportunity to move back to Minnesota and work with a small company that was a startup essentially and like a, you know, like a much smaller proposition, but I loved the women that ran the business. So I took a $20,000 pay cut to work with them and I still paid off my debt in less than two years. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, Katrina, and then for someone that is, thinking or considering the idea of taking a, a, a break uh, to go somewhere and to enjoy life and just, I don't know, to do whatever they want and amazing things. Uh, what is like one uh, tip or that you could, or what is like thought that you could share with them? Yeah. So if you want to take a break, First, I want you to know it's completely normal. People want to do it all the time. And there are people that do do it. So you're not crazy. And it is definitely possible. And my tip would be focus on getting clear on what you want, right? What do you need this experience to be? What do you want to bring into your life? Because the more you can get excited and clear on what you're trying to create, the more motivating it will be to take the challenges that come and to make the sacrifices you have to make to make that happen, right? Because you want this thing and this thing is like inside of you dying to get out and you have this dream, maybe like I did to travel around the world, you can make it happen, but you just have to be clear on like, 
why do you want to do it? And what is it that you want to do? And when you get clear on it, everything else just becomes noise in the background and you find a way to make it happen. Yes. <laughs> there you go, guys. That was like amazing advice. So if anyone listening can uh, wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Oh, yes. Yay. I hope that they do. So you can find me on Instagram. I love to show up there and share tips. I love to share life lessons. Um, I love to share photos of my amazing travels. You can find me at Coaching on Instagram. And then I also have a free training that I created that I'm super excited about. And it breaks down three secrets about taking a successful break that most people that take breaks don't know about. And it really dives into more ways to set yourself up for a wildly successful break. So if people are interested in checking that out, you can find it on my website, kmcgeecoaching.com. And you can check out the career break webinar, which is the free training. And it will give you so much wisdom and information. Come ready with a notebook and a pen because you're going to want to take notes. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And I will make sure to leave all the, the links to uh, to your website, your Instagram, and to the program on the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much, Katrina. Thank you.